you're listening to the Business of Branding podcast. If you are a creative female entrepreneur ready to connect with more of those heck yes clients, build an irresistible brand, and allow growing your business to feel easier than ever before, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Nikki Arnsman, a brand designer and strategist, a mama, and a little bit of a serial entrepreneur. On this podcast, I share all the strategies, tips, and lessons learned that have helped me build and scale an aligned business. My hope is that the content here will inspire you to go out and do the same for yourself. Welcome to another episode of the Business of Branding podcast. I've got Annie Hillman here today. She's a professional bookkeeper for entrepreneurs and small business owners who want to spend their time doing what they love rather than keeping track of their numbers. I'm raising my hand over here. Um, She has helped your clients get organized, cut unneeded costs, have more time to focus on their clients and customers and grow their business, which is essentially, I think what we are all trying to do um, in this stages of business. And I know for most of my listeners here, you're in those earlier stages, like zero to three years. Um, And so for me, I remember uh, not thinking about my numbers at all when I was there. And so I'm such an advocate now that I'm like on it with my numbers. I'm always such an advocate of like, start understanding your numbers as early as you can. So Annie, I'm excited to have you here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yes. Okay. So give us a little bit of your background. Are you a bookkeeper? Like, have you always been doing that? Or like what, what kind of got you into this bookkeeping for online business owner space? Yeah. So my first job out of high school, I was doing, uh, I was a receptionist and it ended up having just a little piece of accounting in there, like very basic stuff. And then I went off to college and I joke with someone looking back now, I tried to do anything else and I just kept coming back to accounting. And so I, you know, I got a job as an office manager that included accounting. And then finally I was just finishing up my degree and I was like, you know what? I think this accounting thing might be where it's at. So Mm -hmm. I took a temporary accounting job and worked my way up there to becoming a staff accountant. And I was there for a couple of years and then I left and I decided that I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to have the freedom of owning my own business. So that's why Mm -hmm. I started Atlas. Amazing. Have you always been like a numbers person? Like, are you super good at math or like, is it just an interesting puzzle to figure out? Oh yeah. I love math. Um, I actually was in college, wanted to be a math teacher um, and then Mm -hmm. came back to accounting But yeah, I I love math. And I also love that bookkeeping is Mary's like math and organization, which are like my two favorite things. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, I get super excited about things being very organized. Um, Okay, awesome. So you kind of like got the inclination of, all right, I feel like I want to start my own thing. What did that journey look like of like leaving a paycheck and kind of making your way into having your own business? Yeah, it was super scary at first, but actually it wasn't, I can't take all the credit because it wasn't even uh, me. My husband's best friend has a company and he approached me and was like, I need a bookkeeper. Can you do this on the side? Mm -hmm. So I started doing that. And then I was just really unhappy at my job. Um, I guess I should say, I I loved my job. I didn't love the amount of time that I spent doing it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, wait a minute, if I'm doing this, then I can 
you know, try to find other clients and maybe this could actually work. And I did. And it, it happened so quickly that I was like, okay, I think it's time to leave and, and to pursue this full time. Yeah. You know what I love so much about you telling the story about the college thing. And then this is like, I'm so big on like, listen, listening and like the nudges and hearing, you know, like if you're just like, gosh, I keep being like pushed to be like doing this. It seems like you've been really like tuning in and listening to like, all right, this is what like the universe has got in store for me. Like, I'm just going to follow this. And it, it's like, hasn't failed you. Yeah, I know it, it wasn't without effort because it's usually, I'm just like, this is what I'm doing. And like, that's it. But I really think that in tuning in and listening, like it's led me here. And I joked with my husband, oh, I mean, I do this all the time. I will never go back to working for someone else because yeah. I, I love it so much. I have this funny um, thing that I do all the time that feels relevant to share where, so I've been working for myself for now, like basically like a decade. So, um, and I'm also having a moment of like, holy shit, that's a long time. <laughs> but like, it's been that long since I've worked for someone. But I do this funny thing where I always like, if I go somewhere or um, like a coffee shop or like a restaurant or I don't, it, it tends to typically be like places like that, like service based places I'm always like oh like I could do this like if my job doesn't work out I can do this meanwhile it's like yeah I like make six figures and like all good you know but I'm always like thinking of like a backup or like something that I would do if like this doesn't work out and I have this like funny I'll be like in a coffee shop I'm like oh I could be like a barista here I could totally do that if my like job doesn't work out that's so funny (laughs) I know um okay so let's, what I want to talk about is, uh, how, like, if you're early on in your business for these, like, female entrepreneurs who are, you know, starting a coaching business or, uh, you know, creating a new product or whatever it is, and they're in the earlier stages, they're not making six figures yet. I, I remember feeling like, yeah, I'm, I don't like need a bookkeeper yet. And I do like, maybe you disagree, but I do feel like, not every stage, like when you're just getting started, there's ways for you to like be organized and start implementing bookkeeping so that when you are ready or have the money to hire and outsource your bookkeeping, which also caveat, I think is a lot sooner than people think, Mm -hmm. right? So I think there's this weird little like in-between thing um, that they can be doing to like stay organized Mm -hmm. so that when you do hire that bookkeeper, earlier than you think you're going to. Um, It's not like a total, complete disastrous mess. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I like to look at it as like, even if you're not ready to outsource yet and hire a bookkeeper yet, you can still set the foundations and make sure that you have a good setup for when that does come, that time does come. Mm -hmm. So like basic things that I like to say is like, as soon as you decide you're going to start the business, get a business bank account and make sure you're separating your business expenses and your personal expenses. Cause that's a huge one there that, you know, sometimes people don't realize, and it just helps. It helps you so much because if you are deciding that you're going to do your own bookkeeping for a while, it's so much easier to just have one bank statement that you look at and that's all of your business expenses and you don't Mm -hmm. have to each one and 
remember that a month ago you spent $48 at Target and was it business or was it a sweatshirt you bought, you know? Yeah. Another um, big one is just don't ignore it. Um, so there's lots of easy ways to track your bookkeeping when you're not ready to hire a bookkeeper yet. Um, I have a DIY spreadsheet option that I sell that is super simple. It calculates your profit and loss for you. It even has a space for you to set your goals and track your mileage and that kind of thing. Or if you want to start with an accounting software, I really recommend Zero. Um, their plans start at like $11 a month and they mm -hmm. connect directly to your bank account and it makes it super simple. Um, so those are probably the basics of where I'd start. And then I would say also have a CPA you know and trust and have a good relationship with um, because they're going to help you at tax time in filing your taxes. And it's, you know, it's having a CPA and bookkeeper are two different things, but mm -hmm. I would say, you know, you need someone to file your taxes. So that's a very important piece as well. Yeah. Um, two things stuck out to me. One is the don't ignore it because I'm the type, like I did, I ignored it. Mm -hmm. And one thing about that is that when I, I ignored it for a little bit too long. And for anyone listening here, and I know Annie, you and I are like new acquaintances is like, I have a history prior to this business. I had a clothing line for about five or six years. Um, and I made poor financial choices that kind of stuck with me. And I, um, did as best as I could to like be in the numbers, but I'm really just not a numbers person. So, um, well, I shouldn't, I'm a data person now. Like I love to look at the numbers and understand the data and be able to make like data driven decisions about my business, but I still don't want to be the one like crunching numbers and doing that type of stuff. Um, but I, you know, carried that story with me of that. I'm so not good at numbers, you know? And so when I came into this business, it was like, I just sort of like avoided it. And the fact that I didn't have like inventory, I was like, oh, it's like not as big of a deal because I don't have to like fund a new production. So like, as long as my bank account's positive, like I'm fine. That was like, that's been like my just tra trauma around money that I have, oh, like I continue to work through. And like I said, like for everyone listening, like this is not new news here, but um, what I was going to say is that I, you know, I avoided. And so then when the time came that I was like, okay, I need to hire someone. And and so when the time came to do that, I actually ended up having to pay more upfront to have them comb through and organize like everything from the prior like year, my business similar to yours, like took off rather quickly um, that I was like, all of a sudden I was like, okay, you know, I need to figure this out. And thankfully, like I had a business coach early on in my business, I hired a business coach and she was immediately like, you need to get a bookkeeper. And I took her advice and I said, okay, great. So, you know, when I say I avoided numbers, like it wasn't that long that I avoided, but it was enough that by the time I did find someone, was it the best decision I ever made? Yes. Like having someone manage my um, books and my accounting like I now have basically like a CFO team that like handles all of that um, was like the most empowering decision I made for my business because it was some it wasn't something that I was trying to DIY like I wasn't I I was leaving it just 
to figure itself out, um, which it wasn't figuring itself out, you know, but like subconsciously, like that's what I was doing. And so, yeah, like under having someone take over the numbers part of my business was like the most empowering thing for me. I know I kind of went on a little tangent there, but the point is that like by not being organized, I did end up having to like pay more upfront to have everything backlog get organized. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people walk around with that, what you said about, you know, that, that weight of thinking that they're not good at numbers. So they just kind of ignore it. And it really does affect your business, like you said. And my company, we're really big about education and empowerment and teaching you that, you know, you, you, it's not about being good at numbers. It's about us teaching you that this is what your profit and loss means. And this is how you can use that to make smart decisions in your business. And we like to talk about removing the emotion about it. It, There's no, there doesn't need to be fear related to looking at your finances. We're, like I said, all about empowering you to see how useful your numbers can be and how you can use them for your business. Mm -hmm. So when you're what it what do you feel like are the most important things to like have a grip on when you are earlier on and you and you haven't made the decision to hire someone yet yeah so I would say understanding your profit and loss is probably the biggest one um because what what makes up your profit and loss like so yeah that's a good great question so your profit and loss shows you basically all of your revenue that's coming into your business and all of your expenses. So the money going out of your business and then what's left after. So what, what becomes either your profit or your loss. And so, you know, we, uh, for my clients, I give them other reports as well, but this is the one that's going to give you so much information is going to allow you to know, you know, this type of revenue. So maybe I have a course and I, do one-on-one coaching and all these different things. And I can look at my profit and loss and say, wow, my course did really well last month. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of tailor your marketing to that. You can tailor all kinds of things in your business to what that's telling you. So a lot of um, bookkeepers, even if you're not going to hire a bookkeeper yet, they do, and I do this, we'll do setup and training. So we'll set up your bookkeeping system and then we'll train you how to do it. And part of that is training you on your reports and kind of going through them with you and saying, this is what this means. And this is what this means. Mm -hmm. So even if you're not ready to hire a bookkeeper, we can still get you set up and get you understanding your reports until that time comes that you are ready to offload that to a bookkeeper. I love that. And when do you have like benchmark or standards of like, when is someone ready? Like, you know, one time I think I heard it was like, if you're making like over $60,000 a year, like it's time to hire a bookkeeper, but I don't know if that's like an arbitrary number. So like, could you just do it straight from the start? Yeah. Right. Obviously. But like, what if someone just like genuinely like doesn't have the revenue or the income yet to like hire that at what like threshold? Yeah. I, this is going to sound funny coming from a numbers person, but I don't have a like hard and fast threshold where it's like you hit this, this amount of revenue and you need to get a bookkeeper. (laughs) I look at it more of like a feeling thing. Like when you're doing your bookkeeping, are you stressed out? Not sure what you're doing. You're like, this is way above my pay, uh, below my pay grade. If that's what you think, then you should probably think about getting a bookkeeper. Um, that being said for some businesses, it kind of makes sense to, get one right off the bat. Like if you're heavy on inventory and sales tax Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing, um, 
I have a couple of clients like that who came to me before they even started their business. Um, so it kind of, like I said, I look at it more of like, how does it feel if it just feels like it's a weight on your shoulders, or if you hate it so much that you're not doing it, it's probably time to hire. Yeah. Hire. It's funny. Cause you're saying that. And I'm thinking like, I like literally just never even did any of it, which is like below, like in my, like I'm thinking of like on a scale from like ignoring it entirely to like <laughs> doing it and feeling like this is below my pay grade or above my knowledge threshold. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I was like even below that. Like I was, <laughs> you know, just entirely ignoring it. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. Don't, I don't recommend that. Anyone listening, I I don't recommend doing that. (laughs) Okay. So, um, now that you've like been in business for some time and you're working with clients, um, what are like the most common bookkeeping mistakes that you see happening? Um, and, and I'm sure we'll get into how you can avoid them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. So we touched on, um, a couple of them, but the biggest ones I would say are not having a business bank account and still mixing your business and personal expenses, um, putting it off, like we said. And um, some people think that, you know, they can put it off till the end of the year and their CPA yeah. is going to take care of it before doing their taxes. And a CPA doesn't want to do that. That's not what they do. They do taxes. Um, so they might be able to, you know, help you with it, but they're not going to give you the data like a bookkeeper will. Um, the other, or if you're doing your own bookkeeping, bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is throwing away your sh- receipts. So I have um, a little freebie on my website that you can go grab. And it's like, tells you how you should track your receipts. Um, because a lot of people are just like, oh, I'm just going to, I don't need to keep that. Um, I'm not going to return it. So that's a big thing um, is keeping track of your receipts for your business. And then the last one I'll bring up is if um, you are liable to remit sales tax and just don't ignore that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So like every state is different. So you'll have to look in your specific state where you live. Um, so, because it's not always just products that are taxable in some states, courses are taxable and online, um, educational, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Curriculum or curriculum. Exactly. Yeah. So check your sales sales tax in your state. Um, I like TaxJar has a lot of good information, taxjar.com and on that. So I would definitely check into that. So those are probably the biggest things that I see um, consistently. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so shifting gears a little bit into um, understanding profit and sales. I think this was an interesting one for me because it felt like, I think so many just people just focus on like, how much am I selling Mm -hmm. um, without really taking into account probably like, well, what's going out the door and, and stuff like that. So can you talk a little bit to like why understanding profits is more important? I know we like briefly kind of touched on this, the PL, but yeah. Yeah. So you can think about as your sales as the revenue that your company brings in. So if you sell courses and that you know you sell 10 courses at $500 each, your sales for the month are $5,000. Profits are what are left after you've spent your you've purchased your expenses. So say you have that $5,000 in sales 
and then your expenses were $2,000, your profits are what's left. So $3,000. So if you're only looking at sales, you're really only looking at half of the equation. Mm. So this is why I kind of get a, a little bit like taken aback with the buzzwords of like, oh, I had a 10K month, a 20K mm-hmm. month. And my first thought is always, okay, is that profit or sales? So a lot of times I think people say that when people say that it's sales and because it's become such a buzzword, they want to be like, I had a 10 K month. And my first question is always, okay, so what were your expenses? And it's great. I'm not knocking anybody for saying that they had a 10 K month or a 20 K month. Um, I am. No, but I think there's so much like, there's a lot to unpack there, right? Is like people talking about like doing six figures in their business or 10 K months or, Mm 20k or 50k months like whatever it is and uh, like I do think you they are only telling half the story there and the when without someone understanding and knowing that I always say like people people come to me all the time like I I just want to make ten thousand dollar months and I'm always like okay great is that like take home ten thousand dollars like also why and what do you want to do with that money like there's so much within within that and like taking on someone else's like goal or money of what they said that they made and yeah. Like I'll be, I, I will be the first one to say like, I've had a $50,000 month before and like I had $30,000 in expenses. So really I had a $20,000 month. Like, yeah. you know, it's like 25,000 of that went to ad spend and like the other 5,000 or whatever it was, maybe even more 7,000 went to like other expenses in my business, coaching, payroll, like you know, whatever it is. Um, so really it was like a $16,000 month or a $17,000 month. And I think it's important to not get jaded that like when someone says that, that some, yeah, some may be taking into account um, all of that, but I feel like more than half the time you can be like, okay, it's probably like a half or three quarters of that amount. Uh, exactly. And I think it creates unrealistic expectations for new entrepreneurs starting yes. out when they, they, all they hear is 5k months, 10k months. And it's like, like you said, they're, they're only getting half the story. And I just mm-hmm. don't think it's fair to people, um, to, you know, to just talk about your sales. Mm-hmm. I like to think about it as like, so here's a scenario of like how that shows the importance of this. So like, let's say you have business a over here that has 50k in sales, um, but there's 45k in expenses. So they're only making 5k in profit. Okay. And then business B over here has 15,000 in sales and only 5,000 expenses, and they're going to make 10,000 in profit. So, you know, you, this business B over here only is bringing in 15,000 in sales, but they still have double the profit that the first business has. So, and I don't think it's necessarily like that's better. One is better than the other. It's kind of just, what do you want for your business? If you want to have a 50 K month and spend 45 in expenses, then that's fine. It just, I just think it's important for people to get the whole picture. The other thing that I think I'm having a little bit of an aha moment about right now is like, I think what you're talking about too, is really relevant to different seasons of 
business that you're in. Like, for example, when I first got started in my business, I was more in the model of the $15,000 revenue with less expenses and more income. And that was awesome and like steady for a while. And then I started shifting my business model a little bit and getting into like lower ticket stuff where my sales volume was much higher. But because of because of the state stage of business I was in where I was very much in a um, lead generation, audience growth, like more money was going out into ad spend, into um, coaching to help support me in this like up leveling of one income bracket to another. Um, I just incurred a lot more expenses. So actually my profit has gone down a lot in the last like six months um, just because of like the season that I'm in. And now I'm shifting into like, okay, I'm you know, coming out of like this heavily, heavy expense stage and again, shifting into, all right, now I'm ready to like really dive in on this audience that I've built and paid to build for the last like year. Um, and just get into like selling and back to like grooming my, like lessening my expenses and, uh, getting rid of things that I no longer need. And, and it's cool because I'm feeling like I'm going back to where I was in the beginning of mimicking that method of like lower expenses, hi like higher sales. Um, but I, it did require like this year of like less profit and, and like almost like a, just like a steady, like I wasn't like growing insanely profit wise, but, but, um, but on the flip side, what was growing was my email list and my audience and my offers, like the back end and like structure of my business. And like all these other internal things have been being like grown and like up leveled. And now I'm like, okay, now it's time to like, turn that into like profit and, and sales. Um, and so yeah. I do think there's like an interesting like ebb and flow to what you're saying that like your business will go through these different stages. And it's, it's important. It's important because I think of myself and what I just shared is there have been times that I've been sitting with my accounting team or, you know, bookkeeping team over the last like six months specifically. And I've been like, shit, like we're like, I had one month where we did, we broke even, like we didn't make any money. I had one month, we lost a thousand dollars. I still had a $45,000 like month of like sales, et cetera. But so much went out in ad spend because we're in this like lead gen and list building, which like for us, we took the ad route. Um, and I could, my point is that I could have been like, oh shit, you know, like we're just like not making money right now, but I, it was also so important for me to think about what I'm talking about right now of like, yeah, maybe like our profit wasn't there, but what were all these expenses spent on and what happened because of it? Okay. Yeah. We created two new offers. Like we, you know, grew our email list by 7,000 qualified buyers, you know, like what, what happened because of all of that. And I think that's really important to think about too. 
Yeah. And what you touched on there makes me think of something that is really an, an important topic. And that's, there's just this misconception. I think that bookkeepers are, want you to spend less Mm -hmm. and that they just want you to, you know, reduce your expenses till you're spending no money. And I just, I just think I want to push back against that because number one, that's not realistic. It's not sustainable. And really it's, it's not possible. Um, so my thought process is we don't want you necessarily to spend less. I want to help you spend smarter. And like you said, sometimes that means spending money and having a lot of money going out in your business. But what those th- that money going out is, those are investments that are going to help you generate money in the future. And so it's not about, it's not about spending less. It's about helping you to know your numbers so that you're going to spend smarter in your business. Yeah, I'd be interesting. And I feel like this is a great like piece of content for you to take too, is like the difference between like in expenses and investments mm-hmm. because they're, they feel different. Like when you said that and you labeled those expenses, in my mind, those were expenses as investments into future sales, um, that feels better. And as someone who like, I want things to feel good. I'm like, okay, yeah. Like I, it is important to look at those as like investment. So that's all really good, really good stuff. Yeah. Cool. We're like I said, yeah, we're all about like reframing things and, and removing the fear and making finances, dare I say fun. (laughs) And so I just want to, I want to encourage business owners that this, this can be a helpful thing for your business. Numbers don't have to be this big, scary thing that you put off or you don't want to deal with because um, there are there is so much good that comes out of them. Yeah, so good. Annie, thank you so much. Of course, yeah. So we'll link up your um, website and your social um, and your freebie in the show notes, but can you also just share um, where everyone can find you on social media and connect with you? Yeah. So I'm most active on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Atlas Bookkeeping Co. And my website is www.atlasbookkeepingco.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course.